this is Amanda. And we are a vagina soup. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi, happy week. Happy Wednesday. Happy, Wednesday. happy hump day. <laughs> know why we call it hump day i get it's the it i of the week. know but it's a weird thing it's like is it the middle of the week because it's not for us as nurses well i know it's never the i'm middle just of the saying week. it's wednesday is like my saturday right because i never work a wednesday right so all right well this is our weekend Regardless, welcome. it's wednesday for us yes um well welcome to vagina soup friends yes how are you how is your Life and week and whatnot. Um, <laughs> and whatnot. I'm done with not sure. My bits and bobs. Um, I'm trying to think if I had any fun at all. <laughs> um, I know. Oh, I went and saw Aquaman. Oh. I finally saw that. That was our boyfriend. Um, boyfriend was hot for the movies. Not so good. I fell asleep for a little Aww. bit. And that says a lot if you're staring at Jason Momoa and you fall asleep. Yeah. But I will say his shirt's off during... Almost the entire movie. Nice, nice. It's not bad. Sweet. Not bad. I take it. Yeah. Although my son kept looking at me. He's like, are you drooling? <laughs> yes. Mom, do you think he's hot? I sent you a text saying, drool for me with that I, little drool face. I know. I said to Christian, could you hand me a napkin? He said, <laughs> dabbing my chin. And every time, like, because in the movie, they'd have him kind of turn around and look yeah, at the camera. And I could see my husband looking at me, too. I'm like, yes, he's hot, okay? Uh, look at the chick. The girl in there is pretty hot, too. So, <laughs> teach their own. So, we yeah. saw Aquaman. Um, and you and I both got Monday off because it was slow at work. So, we got yes, that day off. that was nice. And I've just been exercising a lot. Oh, and um yeah, that's it. That's it. Watching the days go by in January. Yeah. So that's it. How are you? I'm good. Good. Just, yeah, I'm nothing. Like, I got my teeth cleaned yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, my gosh. You know what I did? Okay. So I my car is the kind of car, like, you can have a key remote. Yeah. And you don't, like, it's not a key that you put into right, an right, ignition, right. Yeah. right? You just yeah. push the button. You mean it's a newer generation yes. car? Well, not yes. everyone has that. Okay. okay. So, um... So we bought it used, and so it only came with, like, one key fob. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those are, like, super expensive, and I've just never gotten around to ordering anymore, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever. So it does this thing, like, if you get out of the car and you leave your keys in the car, it will do, like, this yeah, double yeah, yeah. little yeah, beep. Chirp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a chirp. Or, well, yeah. So, but I thought the key was in the car, and, oh, so the girls, I had sent Tula out because it was, it was like frosty, right? So I was like, go out and start the car. So she goes and starts the car. She must That's be really risky with your that daughter. Because that daughter is a badass. <laughs> and she's good. just gonna be like, I'll just take it for a spin around the block. Dad's taught me. She keeps asking me if she can drive it. And I'm just like, relax yourself. Anyway, so she goes out, starts the car. I'm still trying to get ready, and we're like, of course, I'm always in a hurry and blah blah blah. So get in the car, drive away. Go drop them off at my brother's house because he was going to take them to school because I couldn't drop them off at school that early. And so I I get into his driveway, drop the girls off, and they get out of the car, shut the door, and I hear beep, beep, like there's no key. And I'm like, wait, Tula, do you have the key with you? And she's like, no, I left it in the house. And I was like, fuck. Well, I was going to be late to my appointment, right? And... Oh, you so, weren't even there. No. The car start. Oh, got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can't go home and get the key because I will miss my appointment. And th that was there was a whole like scheduling issue. So I couldn't miss my appointment. So then I was like, I just got to go to the, de the dentist office and then we'll see what happens. So I go to the dentist office, get out of the car or, un you know, stop the car, turn it back on. I was like, oh, it turned on. Right. Like maybe I don't need the key for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so I left That's the car. That's a safety feature I know. that one normally wouldn't want. And then the doors lock, and I was like, okay. Go in, do my thing, come back out, and I go to try to open the door, and it's, like, locked. Yeah, right? it's, it's like, like, fuck you. Yeah. So I called my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, can you come pick me up at the dentist's office? I didn't really lock my key in the car. It's actually out of the car, and that's the problem. It's so weird that your car doesn't say no key while you're driving it. It, it, it does, like, I don't know. It, <laughs> you're like, it does. I just didn't look down. I, maybe I was just, like, ignoring it. Like, I don't know what happened. Anyway, so <laughs> my, mom like had to, my mom had to come pick me up. Then I had to go to my house and bring the car. I was just like, how old am I? 
But good thing I live close to my parents. <laughs> well, I used to ignore every little light that would come on my car. Like, if it made a weird noise, I'd turn the radio up so I didn't yeah. have to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ignorance. Is it bliss. was just like, okay, well, I know this car is breaking down, but if I turn <laughs> that music up, it is not breaking down matter. on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a piece of shit that car was. What car? That would be my Volkswagen Cabriolet oh, that I yes, had to have. Yes. And it just was that a That was like piece my dream of, car. Well, that, right. That yeah. was my dream car as well, and it was a piece of crap. It broke down Ugh. all the time. Was it a convertible? Yes. Yeah. White. It was cute. Oh, so cute. I was just like, oh, I look good in this. My first car is not as cute. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> but I had like a cassette player. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking this was like 1998, maybe, 99. Uh -huh. I mean, I should have been able to upgrade from a cassette player yeah. at that time. I didn't have a lot of money, right? I mean, I was, hey, Did you have one of those of cassette players that plugged in and it attached to your little CD player? Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like the No, and the only cassette I had was James Taylor. Mm. And so I drove from L.A. when I moved up here from L.A. I drove from L.A. to Seattle listening to James kidding? Taylor over and over again. I would have had to stop and buy a new tape. Oh, I love James Taylor. <laughs> and I still love it. And nice. it's just my beachy music. Anyway. Sweet. So, Supers, so, we really hope you like our stories there. Yeah, sorry. that I hope no one went to sleep. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up, wake up. Let me tell you about my key story. Um, anyway, so what is if our... If you have a key story, yeah. email us. <laughs> at vaginasuitpodcast at gmail.com. We may or may not write you back, depending yeah. on if we're awake after we read it. Okay, so what's our soup of the day? Our soup of the day is... I don't even know like how to say it. I would like, say... Feel, like, a lot of... Articles I saw were basically like failure to launch your adult children into adulthood. adulthood. How do we launch our children from being in our home, sucking us dry financially <laughs> and sometimes emotionally? Yes. And hoping that they are get them out on their feet where they are productive, successful yes. adults. Yes. I think it's really hard. So I think it, this all starts from obviously like everything starts from childhood, right? So... I think part of it is, um, are we, is it, is it how we are, I mean, I, I think the answer is yes, but is it how we are raising our children from a young age with doing everything for them, make, like, you know, you know, signing them up for all these things, helping them with their homework, doing all this stuff with them, and then they're not able to then function when they're adults because they've never had the chance to even practice. So basically that's called helicopter parenting, yeah. right? So you're fixing their problems, you're watching over them on every move, and yeah. you're correcting every move for them so they aren't making mistakes and you're not letting them have yeah. mistakes. And that is where, when they're younger, those are affordable mistakes, right? Totally. It's not, and then later on, they're getting into much greater problems. Yeah. And hence, they're still living And like still you said, as home. you get older, those mistakes become more Affor serious, yeah. Yeah. right? Oh, yes. So, so, yeah, I mean, so I think it's just funny how I was raised compared to how I'm raising my children. Right. Like, my mom never asked me if I had homework. Right. It was literally the unspoken expectation. There was no, like, I'm not going to graduate from high school. That was never even... It's not an option. It's not an option. No. And I don't even think my mom ever said it wasn't an option. See, college, just, college to us was an option. Yeah. We didn't know that that was a choice. We knew... We just were taught... That's well, what you And that's kind of how I am with my right, kids. Yeah. Like, they just... Yes, you will go on to college, right. you know? But my parents didn't go to college, and the they... So I applied for colleges by myself. My mom wasn't telling me, here's the deadline, nope, honey. This nope. is when you have to get your application in. Anything I wanted to do outside of going to high school, because I was, I mean, that was, I'm assuming she registered for me for school in 1979. I don't know if I had to keep getting registered every year, right? Like, she right. did it that one time, and then I was just on till I graduated. And... You had yeah. to figure it out for yourself. I went to get my transcripts. Right. She didn't figure oh, no. that out for no, me. No, no, no. You know? Me neither. And I don't, and I, at the time, I think that was just more common in the 80s and 90s, oh, I think obviously. You're right. My mom didn't do any of that for me. Yeah. And so we learned how to do things. I bought my first condo when I was 23. Yeah. All by myself, no cosign. Like, 
Yeah, I just, so, I mean, obviously I was not a failure to launch. I, you know, but I did live with my parents when I was older too. I did too. I mean, I moved out and then moved back in when I was looking for my first real job out of school. My question is, is what has changed? Because it's not just a handful of people who coddle their kids in the sense of like figuring out this or that, filling out these papers, uh, making sure they're doing their homework. We're all making sure our kids are doing their homework. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what has changed in this generation to where we do become a little bit more of a helicopter parent when we weren't raised that way. Um, Because I think people think that they need to give their kids everything and more. And I do think it's a total keeping up with the Joneses. And I think people just get into this cycle that they just can't seem to get out of. So it's like, well, everyone's signing their kid up for this. So I'm going to do it. And it's almost like society makes you feel like you're a bad parent. If you're not doing it. If you're not doing it. So... Like, one of the articles that I was looking at... Fuck you, society! You <laughs> shamed us into Fuck enabling off. our kids! Really? It's all your fault! One of the... the One of the um, articles that I was looking at was basically saying that that is the beginning of the issue, right? Like, you're just... You're over-parenting, and then kids have no ability to problem-solve. True. So... When they're problem solving, when they're, I mean, so like just today, Tula was, her, I walked her into her classroom and her teacher was like, oh, can we talk? And I was like, oh, great. So we go out in the hall and she's like, so there was like an issue at lunch and da, da, da. And I'm like, okay. Or at recess. And so, you know, it's like, Tula, what are you going to do about that? You know? And it's not like, I, I'm, I can't solve those problems no. for her. She's in third grade. Yeah. She has to learn how to figure that out. And you do really well at that because... In third grade, I'd probably be trying to fix that, even though I'm not sure what, I mean. Well, we've had lots of conversations yeah. um, this. Now, definitely with kids in middle school and high school, I mean, I don't even, like, if I say to my kids, do you have homework? I'm not saying you need to go do your homework. I'm like, do you have homework? Because yeah. I want to know if they do. Well, I, But my kids will never not do homework because they're too worried about. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, they're worried about not doing it. Or they'll be like, I got it, Mom, right? Yeah. They kind of snap back, and I'll be like, why am I even asking? Why yeah. do I bother? My kids are doing I homework. Do. I mean, because they'll be like, like, hey, can I play on my phone? And it's like, are right. you done with your homework? Yeah. Okay, then yes. Or no, you can't. You need to go do your homework. Right. So that's kind of where I am. I will say last night, it was probably the first time I've ever really done this. Thea had written a book report, and she was like, will you read it for me? You know, And she was like two weeks ahead of it needing to be turned in. And so I was like, sure. <laughs> So I read it, and it's like, I have my little red pen, and I'm like, crossing this, across the... She comes over, and she's like, oh, thanks a lot. Way to, like, make my self-esteem. I was like, hold, slow your roll. Don't be so dramatic, first of all. You asked me to read it. I am, this is my, I actually, and I had talked to her teacher. You're like, I'm an internal editor. Yeah, I go, I (laughs) actually had talked to her teacher, and I said, okay, she comes to me and asks me to help read her papers. I don't want to be the mom that's, like, doing my kid's homework. Should I even help her? Should I just say, nope, it is what it is? She's like, no, if you want to help her, you can help her. I mean, obviously, you're not doing it for her. But if you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I remember the class I took on papers and how you should, you know, start a sentence. And, you know, like, she kept saying she would start sentences like, they did this and he did that. And I'm like, who's they and who's Mm -hmm. he? And you Mm -hmm. have to use their names and, you know. So we kind of went through that. But I kind of felt more like I was teaching her like I was really trying to and I kept saying I'm not going to do this with you every time and do you you understand why I'm saying this and then the next sentence I'd be like okay how do you want to start the sentence and she would be like Mateo I'm like yeah and that you know so that kind of thing but I was sitting there going oh my god am I do am I the helicopter parent right that's like doing her freaking homework for her oh my god don't get me started like that was my life when the kids were younger and I thought well what am I getting out of this And then, you know, I'd be, I remember Ella had a wax museum thing and it was like a princess. She was, had to be Princess Diana. They have to oh, be somebody. Right. And they all had to have like this trifold thing. And she started doing it. And I was like, that is not a work. <laughs> and then, like, so I helped her do it. I, I pretty this. much took control over uh-huh. it. When I went to the wax museum, everybody's definitely looks like the kids did it. And Ella's was like, 
had sparkles and diamonds and it was beautiful. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, I shouldn't have done that. So when Christian had to do it, I did not help at yeah. all. And his was very basic, but it was great. And yeah. he was proud of it. So it's kind of like with Ella, I kind of had to learn. Like, oh, I got to hold back. And so Christian's yeah. kind of needing. He, he, I'm learning through the yeah, experience of, of doing it. But yeah, I was a helicopter parent. So I definitely think it all starts at the beginning. Like, you know, everything starts with your childhood, right? And it's like, how are you programmed from the beginning? Are you programmed to solve your own problems or is someone else solving them for you and you are you don't even think about it? Right. And, and I think that goes, if our, we let our kids solve their own problems, I think that goes a long way in thousands of different areas. Oh, of course. And especially once they are... Yeah, once they're treading into that adulthood, right, I mean, they're going to need to start thinking about financial things. Um, I think one really good story um, that happened to a couple in New York, they actually had to take their 30-year-old son to court <laughs> to this is crazy. Her, their unemployed son, take him to court to have him evicted from yes. their home in New York. Um, he'd been living there for eight years, rent-free. Yeah. For, and so, and he wouldn't leave. And, and my asked thing him is, to leave. what, like, I'm thinking, what a way, like, I mean, this is probably bad that I'm thinking this, but I'm like, what a fucking waste of resources. Like, you're taking them to court. Like, why did, why was he living there for eight years rent free? Like, it should have right. been the first year right. that you were like, what the fuck? Well, it makes me wonder if they were kind of like, okay, we're going to help you out. Because I think, like, he had lost custody of his child and maybe he lost his job. Well, he did lose his job because he's unemployed. But are you are you saying you're going to live with us for six months? You have six yeah. months to yeah. branch out, right? But now six months turns into eight years. Yeah. And, yeah, now you've coddled the kid. And now you can't stand your yeah. own kid. Well, and, you know, I moved back in with my parents when we were building our house. And so my parents have this pretty big house. And um, they were like, well, you guys can live here. We weren't – we were married, but we didn't have kids at the time. Um, I got pregnant there, and then I had a baby there, but... Um, oh, you're dirty. I know. In your mama's house. pregnant at my mom's house. Um, and so I was I was definitely, a thir- like, 31, right, living at my parents' house, but it was totally like, yeah, save money. We are going to live here rent-free, and it was... We basically were like, any time that either one of us is getting on each other's nerves, we're going to just move out. Like, so if you're bugging me, I'm not... It, like we need to leave and if we're bugging you just you tell us yeah. and we can go and I, I get along really well with my parents and so and my husband's so he's so easy he's going. so easy going yeah mm-hmm. so he got along and we did totally fine yeah so and it was we saved money and built our house and so it was totally helpful but we also were full employed the entire time right and and I think that that's where the difference yeah. lies. So anyway, this court battle uh, brought in media attention. And so this is where it kind of sparked this longstanding debate over how old is too old to be living under your parents' roof. Yeah. Um, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, nearly 55% of young adults in the United States aged 18 to 24 still live at home. Mm-hmm. 55%. And that doesn't seem, I mean, because that's still like college age. 18 to 24. It yeah. is college age. And honestly, like if you're paying for college if you're paying for your children to go to college that's housing on top of that so if you can have them at home oh yeah if you live close enough to a university where they can be you're paying you know going to college but you can save some money by them living at home I completely understand but that's like having a job do you know what I mean like okay they're doing something productive you're going to college so you're going to be able to get a profession to support yourself to then move out. So you're on the, the trajectory to... Yeah, when I was 18, I'm like, out. I am yeah, out. I know. I now, when I said when I'm, I'm out, I may have gone back in. Oh, for, I went back and forth. You know, because college and then um, in the end of college, I ended up living with my dad for a little while just because till I got my first real job, you know, in my yeah. nursing profession. So after, so kids or American adults aged 25 to 34, only about 16% are living at Which home isn't at this bad. point. I mean, that's. And so it's just really, when you think about it, um, compared to different cultures. Yeah. Kids in the U S aren't living at home as long as most it's, people. In it, other I cultures. feel like it's kind of a new phenomenon, phenomenon, phenomenon. Uh, for America yeah. in a way, because 
it's always, it's almost like every generation I feel like has been more successful than the generation before. Like just in like financially, like my parents made more money than my grandparents. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with our generation that has stopped, do you know what I mean? Like I think this newer the baby gen boomers yes. yep. have all this money, yep. right? And they're like, they're retired or whatever. And yeah, they financially can help their kids out. And so right. most of the time people want to help their kids out. So it, whether it's directly giving them money or saying, okay, you guys can live here and we'll watch your kids for free or whatever. Paying a down payment on their home yeah. or whatever it is. You're absolutely right. I think you're, I think this is where it stopped or their generation yeah. was where it stopped because, but also I believe it's now so become so much more acceptable mm -hmm. for kids to be yeah. at home. Well, here's the difference. Like, uh, uh, like people, I think our age was like, okay, you get out of, you graduate from high school or college, you work a 40 hour a week job, you get benefits. Like that's just sort of, you're doing that thing. And I think now these kids are graduating from college and they're like, mm, what do I want to do? And they know they have their parents as like the safety net. Right. So like, I'm just going to work 20 hours a week and I don't need benefits or our companies only hiring people so many hours a week so they don't have to pay benefits. And then, I think that's happening a lot with entry-level jobs. Yeah. So they will be paying them. They might be working 24 hours a week, not enough hours to get benefits. Yeah. So your kids don't have health insurance, and now insurance companies will allow parents to cover their kids until they're 26 years old. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So then what does that I mean? So then you could go into the whole debate that we're having to work longer, you know, our yeah. generation are going to have to work longer because now to carry our kids insurance till they're 26 years old, yeah. if they cannot get that job yeah. um, or if they're not motivated to get a job yeah. to where they get benefits. But that is that the problem. That is a you problem. You said, I'm going to give my kid benefits essentially until because he's not motivated right. enough. Well, that's when I think you say, uh, no, right. I will not actually give you insurance, even though I can. Right. And I think parents get caught up in that, and I think kids are amazing at this. Like, well, what are you going to – like, what's going to happen? And I could have – like, something could happen, and then the parent's like, okay, well, just for safety reasons, I'm going to – Totally right. Or, like, you know, a kid saying, I need a new car because it's safer than the other car. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, yeah, no, you'll be fine in the 79 yeah. Buick. I, I'm, you'll I'm be sure. fine. Yeah, the 79 <laughs> Buicks, those things last forever. That's what Oli had. I oh, mean, if you God. need to have a Yugo, like Amanda Flo Yeah, which here. was like a death trap literally my parents were like i don't give a fuck you that's what you're driving girl that's all you could afford <laughs> she bucks. has the best story on this car oh how God. her brothers could pick up the oh car my God. and just place it anywhere so they want i don't know if anyone remembers a yugo but it's like a car made in yugoslavia and it is it was a, a total cheap ass car anyway my sister had bought it and then i bought it from her for five hundred dollars <laughs> 500 bucks. Anyway, the inside was great. It was nice and clean. Do you have doors? The, do you had doors? Car? Yes. <laughs> you had <laughs> a steering wheel that I actually came off instead of so two no one doors. And then um, it was the hardest stick shift I've ever driven. So I can literally like drive any car now. Yeah. Because it was like you could barely get it into the gear. So you were just like, like <laughs> I mean, I'm my right arm was probably just way more mus muscly than the other. But. So I'm in school and I'm a junior and my brother's a senior and uh, I like it's at school's out and I'm like going in, I'm in the commons area and I'm sure I'm just talking to my friends after school and the principal comes up to me and he's like, Amanda, you cannot park your car there. And I was like, park my, it's, what are you talking about? My car's parked where I parked it. He's like, you need to move that. I go out, my brother and like three of his friends picked this. up my car and put it literally like in the front of the doors exiting the school. I mean, it's like a total fire hazard, right? And so the principal's like seriously mad at me. And I'm like, do you think I would drive my car up here? Yeah, that's a full 80s movie. Yeah, so right I there. like get in the car and I have to drive it off this curb because it's like, and it's, this it's isn't like an doors. SUV. It's a tiny little car. So I'm sure it was like scraping the bottom, you know, and I'm just like, and the entire school staring at me and I'm just like, Yes, I'm in the world's shittiest car, driving it off a curb because my brother could lift it up and put it. <laughs> so embarrassed. Let alone just the safety part of that. Like I if know. you were hit by anything, <laughs> it's like a tuna can crushing. It would just have gone. Yeah, that's I how I feel whenever I see people driving driving smart cars. Oh, I know it scares me. Or those little zip cars. Yeah. I mean, they literally <laughs> will be crushed. 
like a tin can. I know. It's Ugh, crazy. It anyway, my, we, my mom didn't care is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I was motivated to buy, to work so I could buy more safe cars. <laughs> I, like, I like it. I like it. Yes. Well. But yeah, you have to, I mean, there's a lot of people that we know and work with, like, that they're like, oh yeah, my parents still pay for my cell phone. Insurance. Or this or my that. My rent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. If people, I think if parents were like... Yeah, okay, so when when you're 18, like, if you want a cell phone, that's... and But everyone always is like, well, it's cheaper if you do the, the family, family plan. plan. <laughs> it's like, okay, but they need to be adults at some point. Right, like, right. You're right. I at mean, what point do you... Is it like, okay, is this economic... Are we doing this because it's more efficient or economic? Or I, I, I don't know. I think to... A lot of it has to do with cutting that maternal cord. Yeah. I think dads would be more apt to kicking the kids out yeah. more than the moms. Because the moms have that maternal thing that I am I had these children that I am responsible yeah. for and I'm supposed to take care of. Now they're adults, but we still always will see them as our babies, yeah. right? Well, and also just... Again, biologically, children are supposed to, when they're that 16, 17, 18, they're supposed to want to, they do naughty things. The parents start like, I don't necessarily like you all the time. You're kind of an asshole. Uh, I say that now. Yeah. And so it's like, you're ready for them to move out. And it's, you're, that's what's supposed to happen at 18. It's not supposed to happen at 28. It's supposed to happen at 18. And so I feel like if you're, if that's not happening, you know, there's probably, you should probably start looking into like. Your kid should want to go out. Like, right. how many kids nowadays turn 16 and don't get their license? So many. So many. That's weird they to me. They don't want to drive. Now, is, that at, is weird. At my daughter's 14, and she wants to drive now. She's oh, like, yeah. Mom, I want you to go get me the booklet now so yes. I can get my permit yes. on my 15th birthday. All of us, I got my permit on my 15th, like, whenever I could. I we All four of us, my mom took us to the DMV, let us leave school took us to the DMV on our birthdays to get our licenses on our... I mean, that was, like, a huge deal. And now I'm like, there's kids waiting until they're 18 to get their licenses. And I'm like, that's weird to me. Why there's are a you lot not of par- more motivated? Well, I think there's a lot of parents who are, like, don't want their kids to drive, so they're not pushing them to be that independent. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm going, I want you to drive, because yeah. then you can be the chauffeur for your brother. Exactly. Or just, like, and I don't want to And I think my mom hated around. driving, so yeah. she was like, no, you get your license. I mean, when my mom just picked me up to rescue me from the dentist office she got out of the car and made me like i had to drive her car yeah she's like i don't like driving with other people i think it's just because she's a bad driver oh is she (laughs) she's not bad but i think she's 70 you know she's like sorry nada if you listen to our podcast (laughs) your daughter's totally dissing you but i love you i'm just saying you know it's like (laughs) well she drove four fucking kids around her entire life i know it's not she just doesn't like to drive and now she's got to go pick up everyone else's kids (laughs) in your family so i know um, so yeah, I mean, I think definitely culturally, culturally people stay in the house. Yes. So if you look around the globe and read statistics in, on around the globe, um, you're going to find something very different. Um, for example, in Italy, um, the percentage of Italians, 65% of Italians age 18 to 34 live at home with their parents. 18 to 34. And nearly three quarters of them are men. Okay. So. Italy has even coined a term for these men, mamoni, which means mama's boys. Yeah. Now, ladies, I don't know about you, but if you want to marry a mama boy, go to Italy. Take a little <laughs> spring break trip to Italy. I don't. I wouldn't either. No, 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 no me no. gusta. Because <laughs> is that Spanish? Yes. Or Very similar to Italian. <laughs> kind of. I'm but sure. But I think they're in Italy. They say the strong bond between the parent and child keeps many Italian men home. Um, well, yeah. If you have someone that's literally like making your bed and washing your clothes and cooking you yummy dinners every night, why the fuck would you move out? Right. Yeah, you're right. And then you've got the Middle East and uh, North Africa. So um, young adults still living with their parents across the Arab world are, uh, it's very highly valued. Um, In these homes, most of the kids don't leave until they're married. Yeah. Um, But also I think they're helping their parents 
financially yes. as well. So they might have jobs, but they're taking care of their parents mm-hmm. and taking some of the relief off the financial burden of their parents well, and while you, they still have that home. I mean, and I can see, let's say you have three generations. So they have, so now there's all these multi-generational houses. And yes. Actually, you're finding homes being built as multi-generational homes. We've talked about doing Where there's it. two kitchens yes. or whatever. So people are doing that kind of thing. But think about it. You're paying one cable bill instead of, like, let's say it's three different yep, families together. Yep. That's a huge savings. You're paying, you know, one electricity bill. One, You know, I mean, obviously it's a bigger house. But if you could, and think of all the people on your family plan for the cell phone. I mean, it's like you could definitely save a lot of money that way. And is that bad? I don't think so because people are working. I think it's bad when it's the situation like dude in the basement playing video games all day, not working. Yeah. Such a totally different story. Um, in China, the multi-generational homes, uh, are huge. I mean, traditionally adult children live with their parents, even their grandparents until they get married. Um, Well, and I think another reason, not just so, you know, it's the way we raise our kids culturally, there's lots of reasons, but also just financially in which we've kind of touched on but housing affordability is like out of control especially where we are in the Seattle area Mm -hmm. and people because of all the things that have happened with the market and you know people loans are just way stricter people can't pay student loans that's the other thing student loans and then they can't come out and get a loan to buy a house no they just don't qualify so I'm shocked when people from work especially doctors um, come out and they're like, I'm 250 grand in I debt. Um, they can't afford to barely pay rent. Yeah. I'm not surprised if they're moving home. Yeah. They, they just can't do it with, on top of paying student loans. I mean, that is a huge amount of money. $250,000. I can't even off. imagine. I can't and you even haven't even imagine. gotten started. No. And you don't even know if you really want to do this long term. Um, so that's a big problem where we live. They say um, out here in the Seattle area, it is just so unaffordable that they say if you are a single person with a job, you're a full time job, that you will only be able to afford pretty much afford a down payment on a home in the Seattle area once you hit about forty years old. So if you need twenty percent down and you're trying to do it by yourself, do it by yourself the amount of cash you would have to save would take you until you're 40 yeah. to be able to do it. Now think about, let's say you like meet somebody and you want to have kids and you want to have kids before you're 40 yeah. years old. Um, depending on if you both have well-paying jobs, yeah. how are you buying this first home for your family? Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's shocking to me. And then rent is so expensive. Oh my gosh. It totally I mean, I know for a fact my children will not be able to live probably yeah. in Washington. It's just too expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, and I want I want to be where my kids are. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely areas that aren't as expensive. I mean... Right. Seattle is definitely expensive. Um, but I think there's also... But you also want your kids to live in a ni- decent neighborhood True, where their kids yeah. can roam around and yeah. not worry about getting shot. <laughs> because we have those areas as well. Totally. I mean, everywhere has those areas. Well, maybe Whitefish, Montana doesn't have that area. <laughs> I don't know. Sure I'm keep looking. I'm keep thinking. Where but, can we send our kids away one day to college where they can continue to live yes. and financially be able to? The make problem it. is Seattle's just such a beautiful place that it's it's such everyone a good place wants to, live. to come here. Um, and then so, but one thing that kids or people graduating from college or whatever early are doing um, is also buying like. Um, cheaper homes that they don't necessarily want to live in. Investments. But they are, they are buying the, a home that they can afford as an investment. They're going to rent it out until they can save up some money that way. And then it's like sell that home and buy the next home until you can afford the home that you want to live, live in. Which is brilliant, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's totally... I mean, but while they're doing that, they're still living at yeah. home with their parents. And I think that there's nothing wrong with it if your kid no. is, if you have no problem with your kids living with you. And they're motivated and they're doing something. But there's not this like total, like, oh, what is it? Albatross around your neck. Yes. You know, where they're not sucking you dry. Yeah. And yes, they're sitting in the basement playing video games. Yeah. And they're like, Mom, me loaf. Working it. <laughs> oh it always reminds God. me of that. Uh, oh my God. I mean, their, their desires to work. You know, yeah, 
try to find something. Like, I don't want my kids to go to school and get themselves a sociology degree. No. Right. You need to come out of school with an actual degree that you can make a living. Well, and you know what my mom said to me? I was the youngest of four. My two older siblings had gone to college. Um, and then you know, they were in college when I was a senior in high school. And so my mom was like, and then my other brother didn't want to go to school. So that was fine. But she goes, so I had applied to some universities and it was like, okay, what am I going to do? She's, she's like, I'm not paying for you to go party at a school. Yeah. Like I'm not doing this again. Yeah. She goes, you need to get a degree that you are going to actually have a job when you graduate. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think I was always kind of in, interested in nursing and stuff. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just go because I did some traveling and stuff first. Because I mean, I graduated from high school when I was 17. So it was so like, I. Yep. I went, yeah, I did some traveling and stuff. So I did some community college first. And they were like, we'll pay, we will pay for this. Like, yeah. if you go. And at the time, it was $500 a quarter. Yeah. And I did. Two, you know, two-year nursing degree and was an RN after two years, zero debt, and I had lived at home on and off during that time. And it was like, okay, if you can't afford whatever, you can come home for a little while. Yeah. And well, so. I was a nutrition major, so I'm good. So I got, <laughs> yes, I was a nutrition yeah. major. I was in my fourth year of college and thought, okay, well, and I paid for my own education, and I'm thinking, I have student loans to pay back. And what am I going to do? Work at Jenny Craig? Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> I loved the topic. I yeah. loved the subject. I loved learning all about it. But in all reality, I was not going to come out with a well-paying job. Yeah. But I knew I had these loans. Um, I also grew up with a mom telling me, don't depend on someone to take care of you. Yeah. So you need to have a good job. So that is where I decided, like, I need to go have a real, real career yeah. where I'll get paid. And so nursing is kind of where I ended up. And... So that was two more years of college and where I went to nursing school was a private college. So that cost me more money. Mm -hmm. But when I came out, it was hard to find a job. I lived with my, so I was 25, lived with my dad for a while until I got that first nursing job. Mm -hmm. And then once I got that job, I was able to like move out, but I drove a shitty car, right? I didn't have, I paid off my loans on time. So many, these generations now, this latest one. Or struggling. This is why so many people are in student loan. Yeah. Having debt from student loan or defaulting on their loans. Which is great. That's a great way to start your credit off, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So this, yeah, they're all in debt. They're defaulting on loans, high interest rates. I mean, it's really not a surprise we are setting our kids up to fail. I mean, essentially, yeah, I think it's like we were talking about this topic going, oh, this would be a great topic. And what's the problem? And how is like, what's the issue? And, you know, I don't know that there is a problem or an issue unless you are literally just raising a slug, right? Right. That you're like not expecting to do stuff. If it's a way to financially get yourself more independent, great. And you're working to get out of the situation you're in. But is it a financial burden on your parents? Are yes. your parents going to be able to retire? Are they draining their savings? Totally their retirement their savings to take care of you. So then what happens when their ultimate plan was, we'll have this money to be put into a nursing, nursing home, home or yeah. retirement community. And then you don't have it. And then you don't have it. So now what? Are you going to support your parents yeah. when they hit that age? Well, no, because you don't have a job. Right. So, <laughs> so like, my parents could support my grandparents, mm-hmm. right? Because they, not that they did, I'm just saying that, you know, at some point it was like, okay, we make enough money, so if she needed money at any point, they would give her money. But we're not making enough money to pay for our parents. No. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, they need that. They did a good job. They worked their asses off. Mm-hmm. They saved their money. Right. Let them go play and have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but I understand, again, culturally, it's normal for so many um, kids to stay at home. I mean, look at the Hispanic population. Yeah. Their families all live together. They have these strong bonds. Yeah. They, it is, even if they could move out, they don't move out. Yeah. Because that is the way their family system works. Yeah. Um, and again, it's the... Sucking dry person sitting and doing nothing. And how motivated are they? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mom, where's my meatloaf? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) how motivated is your child to do anything besides sit in the house? Easy thing. Their room's being cleaned for them or whatever. But I'm thinking at this, at my, 
like at that point, I am like, what did you do? That is a parenting issue, I think. Yeah. It's like, what did you not do? What did you do or not do yeah, that's created? That has created this, this. monster. Because yeah. uh, my nine-year-old is not saying, nah, meatloaf, nah. <laughs> I'd be like, get your own fucking meatloaf. Mine might be saying tacos. I'm joking. I don't even eat the food I make. They're so, they're so wrong. <laughs> so I think the other thing is... Um, what we need to do is obviously from an early age is set boundaries with your kids oh, and yeah. what your expectations are going to be. So I think it's like you, we, when we were saying earlier how you're like not – the expectation was I graduated from high school. I mean I think that's what you – those are the things you do have to have. Just these are maybe – and if they're unspoken and you don't feel like it's clear, maybe you need to speak those um, expectations. Yeah. Well, and then how about shutting down the parent ATM? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how much do your adult children need? Do they need or do they want? Like all these extras that so many people want. So if your kid is sitting at home not doing anything, but they they want all these. I mean, I think what you need to do is make your kids uncomfortable. Yeah. you got to make them uncomfortable. So in general, where your kid wants to have the cell phone, the internet, the computers, the haircuts, the makeup, the clothes, and it's like, the ah, video games. Well, right. But as an adult, your kids might need to just go to Goodwill and buy their clothing yeah. there and eat some mac and cheese and, again, make it uncomfortable for them if they are living in your home past adulthood. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know for a fact if all I could afford is Top Ramen – which would show on the hips pretty quickly. <laughs> I would probably be like, maybe I should, maybe I should go get a job at World Rocks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, be a sign spinner on the corner. Yeah, do something. Do something. The nothing isn't. But you know, I mean, again, in in high school, we were either expected if you were in sports, great. Otherwise, you need You're to have working. a job. I, yeah, that's, you know, I, and yeah. that's people are like, oh, my kids can't possibly do schoolwork and a job. My nephew is doing. This ORCA program, which is like Running Start, but it's... Yeah. Anyway, it's this really cool program, and he's doing that. So he'll graduate with his associate's mm -hmm. degree, and he's working 24 hours awesome. a week mm -hmm. at the grocery store baking yeah. groceries. That's awesome. He has a cute little car. That's His it. parents yeah. were like, we'll match your money, so if you want $500, we'll give you $500. So he was very motivated and worked all summer, and... You know, it was like, okay, so now I have $5,000. Now you get a $10,000 car instead of a $1,000 car, right? Because yep. how motivated are you? Parents love rewarding motivated children, right? And kids it's like, like that challenge. Yeah. They love being motivated in that regard. Like, if we tell our kids we are going to match them, yeah. Christian's all over it. Yeah. Like he, I mean, Christian is all about money. And ultimately, you also have to follow through and be like, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's the fault. I mean, that's your kids the... are going to have, I mean, my daughter, guess what? You might have to get your hair cut, get it done at Great Clips. Yeah. Super cuts. Yeah. Right? Until you go, so I've told you, like right now, she wants some Lululemons. Oh, yes. She yes. wants her yoga pants, and she doesn't want to buy anything cheaper than those. So she knows she has to pay for it herself. If she wants a pair of them, she wants to waste her money on $100 yoga pants, so be it, but she yeah. has to earn it. So recently she said, Mom, I really, really need to get some. My other yoga pants have holes in them, and they're too small for me. And I said, well, how much money do you have from babysitting? She's like, oh, well, I bought some other clothes, so I don't have any money left. I'm like, well, then you need to go out there, and you need to text all the families and let them know you're available to babysit. Or you can buy or, $10 and pair that's of how, Or that's pants. what it is, right? They, they yeah. have yoga pants all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. So the reality is you spend your own money to get those stupid yoga pants that you need so desperately, or you go without them, or you buy yeah. the, or buy 10 pairs for $10. Yeah. <sighs> what are we doing? What are we doing with these children? And then you just need to know when to say enough is enough, yeah. right? I mean... I also think that there's adult children that verbally abuse their oh, parents. Oh, I agree. And, you know, they are living at home. They're living for free. And they almost want to blame you for the way that they're yeah, living. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, I suppose they might have a 
point in the blame. <laughs> I don't, I mean, But the if you blame don't like game. it, you're an adult. Get your right. big boy pants on and get the fuck out of that the house. That is exactly I mean, what, what it needs to be. Yeah. And I think that kids, no matter wh- how what age they are, they know how to push your buttons for guilt. Oh, totally. Right? They know because it's still your kid. Yeah. And, like, if your kid is 30 years old, it's still your yeah. kid. But even, right? like, look at Ella. She's like... The yoga pants I have I have holes in them. They don't fit. Da, 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 da. So that's supposed to make you go, oh, well, I don't want my kid walking around in pants that don't fit and that right. are, have holes in them. Of she's, course she, I'm yeah. going to buy you a $100 pair she of She hasn't figured me out yet. Yeah. Because and it's I'm like, like uh, yeah, you can go either yeah. go to Marshall's yeah. or you can buy some at, tar- or at Costco for $20. Yeah. Um but the like, yeah. you may as well just stop wasting your breath on me because yeah. I'm not buying you these pants. Yeah. You know, and I think the problem is our kids are like, you know, have always had what they want yeah. and now boundaries are being set and they're like, wait, what is this? Yeah. What are we doing? So we know we've needed to set boundaries and we're doing it and they don't like it. But I also know that they need to learn. She's going away to college in a few years. These kids need to learn what financial responsibility is about. They need to learn that credit cards are bad. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 never yeah. to have credit cards. Well, like my mom said, if you, she always says this, if your teenager likes you, you are not doing your job as a parent. Yeah. Teenagers oh, are Might not they supposed hate me all to the like their parents. Yeah. Because you are supposed to be doing that. That's just normal childhood rearing. And then they go on and they're like, I'm going to show you how I can do it better. Right. And I mean, there's no friendship. We don't need friendship. No. I'll be your friend later. I got friends. I got, yeah, I got, I got friends who aren't trying to suck me dry for Lulu's. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I try to suck you dry for some other thing. Oh. Ew, that oh. sounded dirty. <laughs> oh, no. That's where our minds go. Yes. Supers. Oh, God. I don't know. I want to know your thoughts on it, yeah. Supers. I want I to know to, what you guys think I about know this. We are coming to an end here, but I want to just, there's one thing on this article that I read. I just love this. It says, one argument you might make is worshiping your children is a new religion. Somebody ratting on a mother who leaves a perfectly competent child unattended in a playground for a few minutes is, um, is the condemning, is getting condemned as the sinner looking for transition transgressions against the creed. It's the, uh, it's the equivalent of saying you're not worthy to belong to our congregation. The mommy wars for years have been about that. If you're a true believer, you've got to homeschool your kids. You've got to be 24-7. In the 70s, uh, Dr. Spock was saying, lighten up, take it easy. At some point, we've taken a 180-degree turn. Yeah. But that's so true. Like, with the homeschooling, you are literally like, no one else can do anything around my child. I, I am the only myself. one. I would shoot myself. Like, oh seriously my shoot I, myself. Yeah. And, and I am not the patience for any of that. They they literally are learning how not to solve problems. Right. Right? Or socialize. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. share. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have words I can't for even that. tell you how many times over the years when my kids were younger, we'd go to friends' houses where they only had like one child yeah. and they homeschooled them. And those kids were the worst kids. Now, anyone listening... This is strictly my experience. I'm not saying that yes. your homeschooled child is awful. They might be just a gem, and you're doing a great job with them. But I also think some people might do homeschooling, like, because religious reasons, like, they're going to be more, um, they don't want their kids exposed to whatever. But your kids are going to be, everyone's going to be exposed to it at some points. They have to learn. They learn these little things when they're little, when it's like we said in the beginning, when it's more appropriate to learn something. And, and make not mistakes big, when they're younger. Yeah. Oh, my God. Make them. Don't, like, you know, if your kid isn't following rules or they're trying to rebel against you, let them rebel against you when they're eight instead of getting into yeah. a car drunk later yeah. because they haven't learned those lessons. Yes. Yeah. And affordable yeah. mistakes are fine when they're younger. Yeah. When they're teenagers and older, those mistakes are, are very costly. Are costly. Yeah. yeah. So I just think it's an interesting, people are like, I'm going to be so in control of everything. I'm going to do their education as well. And it's like, those kids don't know how to sort of problem solve, and function, like go yeah. into society normally. So I'm sure everyone listening is going to be like, you bitches, I'm going to see where your kids are at in 10 years. 
Now, once my kids are done with college, if they need to come home and live with me for a little bit till they get on their feet... I would totally let my kids... I will let them do that. But there will be boundaries set from the very beginning. Yeah. That once you have your job, we're going to find a place for you to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not our attic. Yes. Or our or basement. Or basement. That is why you buy a one-level home, people. There's nowhere for the... There's no up and down. One-level home. What was that home. meme you sent? It was like, my, I don't live in my parents' basement. My they parents live in, live in the attic. attic. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh, funny, funny, funny. Well, supers, let us know your thoughts um, about this subject because I'm really curious. I know for a fact um, across different cultures, religions, ethnicities, uh, people see things differently than we do. Um, we can only talk about our experience yeah. of what we see. Uh, I mean, in- and that's the whole point of like a podcast, right? I mean... Every, there's a million out there and people have different opinions and we don't have to be like, we can have, this is our opinion. Yeah. We don't give advice. We just give our opinions. <laughs> and maybe we read some stuff that we may have printed off. Yes. We do a little research. A little research. You know, Google. A little we Google. Go, we Google because we all know how good Googling is. Oh, All yes. right. Well, next week, um, I'm out of town. So I don't oh. know when we're going to podcast. Oh. But we'll figure it out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I leave Tuesday and I don't go back till Friday. And then we work the weekend, so. We could do it on the at work, I uh, bet. Yeah, we could do it during our break. Like a break. We could do it from a bathroom or the hospital parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I would even stay later and just do it. You know I mean, what I mean? That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. Um, again, if you have topics you want to hear about, if you're like, oh my God, these topics, people, we want something a little bit more juicy. Um, we'll come up with something Was juicy. Was the sex one not week. good enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, what do you guys want to hear about? Like sex? We've done that one. I know. What that other things juicy. about babies or parenting or, or marriage? Or, yes. Husbands. How do you keep a marriage alive after having kids or do you even care <laughs> do you need to try do we need to keep it alive uh, anyway I'm we'll good. figure it out we'll figure it out we won't we will sit here in the parking lot in and our think brainstorming about it. session mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well um everyone have an awesome week don't forget to reach out to us if you want to email us it's vagina soup podcast at gmail.com we are on facebook at vagina soup and Instagram, Instagram is Vagina Soup Podcast. We hope we hear from you. Um, we hope you have a great hump day and the rest of the week. And we will be chatting with you later. All right. Send us your comments. Yes, we want All to right. hear from you. And share, share, share. Subscribe, listen, share, rate, review. Like, like, blah. Okay. <laughs> do it all. Do it all, supers. If you do it, we'll finally make t-shirts. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay, have a great week. All right, everybody. Bye.